0: Welcome to Season 2 of The Mahogany Seat. whoop, 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 I am Jeree Bradley.
1: And I am Christina Dove.
0: And we have one of our resident therapists here with us again today, Dr. Summer Rose.
2: Hello, people. So glad to be
0: here. Yes. And today we are jumping into friendships. Mm. So the title of the episode is What About Your Friends? Um, nod to TLC.
1: Yes, I just did the snap freeze. Yes, yeah, let you down. Yes,
0: yeah. Y'all can't
2: see them with the dance moves though. They took it all the way back to the nineties <laughs> with these dance moves, y'all.
1: That was a good era. <laughs> it was uh, the best. Y'all the didn't best. have TikTok back then. We'd have had some TikToks for y'all oh. back then. Yes. Yes, you know,
0: most of the TikToks, I, I won't say all, but a lot of them are very 90s inspired.
1: Absolutely, because they know yeah. what it is. Yes. They know the era that was lit before lit was a thing.
0: Yeah, there you go. What we used to say? Bomb, crunk.
1: Bomb, crunk. <laughs> crunk. It's crunk in it's the 90s. Crunk. yes.
2: Y'all really aging us on this here No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, really aging us. <laughs> so we lived. Oh, oh, wait All a
0: minute! The way live. Wait a minute, PJ, our producer just hit us with. We used to say "all the way live." All
1: the way live.
0: Wait a minute. Okay, I'm with
1: it. That might come back. I, I feel like it should. <laughs> I might come back. I might I start like saying we all the way live. All the way live. <laughs> I'm going I, with it.
0: I love it. Um, so we're here for season two. Before we jump into our friendship topic for the day, just wanna check in. Um, K Dove, how you doing?
1: You know, I'm doing pretty okay. Um as you all know, I'm in the middle of wedding planning and life Yay. and work um, and all those things. So life is busy and slightly overwhelming at times. But, you know, I feel good. I told I told you earlier, J.B., I'm getting my B12 shots, my self-care on a mm-hmm. weekly basis and my energy is up. So I'm feeling pretty good. How about you, J.B.? It's a new year, February. How you doing?
0: This year has been a lot. Honestly, I feel like I took some time at the end of last year, but this year just came with a vengeance and the snowstorm. It was good Uh, to slow down, but then it's like everybody is like trying to catch up and it's like, you know, we not necessarily going to be able to make up for everything that we lost.
1: Say it again. Say it again Put people in the back.
0: We're not going to be able to make up for all of it. Um, But, you know, I will say, yeah, definitely I definitely um, feel you on overwhelming a little bit. Um, But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to kind of recalibrate this month and try to like reset my pace for myself. So that's my charge for the rest of the month. Dr. Summer Rose, Yes, ma'am. I'm going to check on you because you be checking on everybody else. Aww, um, how, how are you doing?
2: I am tired. <laughs> you know, I feel like I counsel people all the time not to just say, fine, I'm
0: fine, I'm all right,
2: I'm fine.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I'm
2: tired. Like with a capital T.
1: Mm.
2: Like T-I-D-E, like the detergent tide.
1: Tide, uh, tide, Tired. tired. <laughs> tired. You got to say it like that, too, so people know that you're not just tired. I'm tired. No, I'm tired. <laughs> so
2: yeah, yeah, That is that is the space I am sitting in on this, this good old Monday evening.
0: Well, we appreciate you making the time and space to be with us.
2: This fills my bucket, so... Aww,
1: so glad glad to be did. here.
0: Uh, well... That we I'm glad we started with the check-in because I do feel like just so much is going on. Like mm-hmm. before this call, we, we got stuck in our production meeting. We were talking about current events, talking about a lot of stuff. Um, and so we hope that you all are doing well. Um, but we, I forgot how we got on this friendship topic. I think we were talking about friendships one day, were we not, K-Dove?
1: Yeah, we were talking about adult relationships, our adult friendships, and kind of the transition you have at this point, you know, in our lives getting older and how those friendships change. So I think that's what kind of kicked us off to say, like, this is important. We need to talk about this.
0: Yeah. And I I think one of the things that we talked about in that, I remember that conversation because we were just talking about how you notice there's a shift in friendships in our, in our early forties. Like Uh it's like things start changing. You start really thinking about friendships. Some people transition out, some people transition in Uh um, and you really have to start being more intentional. Um, And so we talked about, um, the emphasis on self-care, but also like what does it mean to really have true community care?
1: Yeah. What does
0: it mean to have a village that truly nurtures you where it where the relationships are mutually beneficial? I'm not saying they have to be, you know, tit for tat, but that they are mutually beneficial relationships. Um so what's coming up for you, K when you think about like friendships evolving at this point in life?
1: Yeah, what comes up for me the most is this word of like growth, right? Mm -hmm. And over time as you get older, you should be growing. And sometimes you grow um, away or not necessarily grow out of people, but you just grow away from people at Mm -hmm. times. And I think there's this um, tension that people have with like that being okay. Mm. Um, I think we hold tight to like high school friendships. Uh, we hold tight to um, elementary. Oh, I've been knowing her since the fourth grade. You know, yes, which is great. History is amazing, and like knowing people for a lifetime is beautiful but like how much are you growing within that relationships or relationships like that have y'all just been like the same little surface friends for since the fourth grade and now you're adults and y'all are just kind of like hanging on to the history but there's really no commonalities there there's really no alignment in life there so like you know how as growing Um, women and particularly black women, for sure. Like, how are we being okay with like the outgrowing of, you know, long time friendships? And then what does that mean to curate new friendships? And like, how do you do that? Because I see value, not that I don't see value in my childhood relationships, but I have relationships that I've cultivated as an adult in my 30s. Um that just brings so much value to my overall life. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about like community care, you might have that friend that you've been friends with since you were 10, but like does that friend check on you? Does that friend understand like your work? Does that friend understand that you know you may need them in a different capacity versus like somebody you may meet when you're 30 and you and that person just click, you have commonalities. you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've known you forever. That's a real thing. And you feel genuinely close with those people, even though you haven't known them 40 years. Mm -hmm. And like, how are we as black women being okay with that? And I've heard both sides like, oh, I don't want any new friends. Um, Or, you know, my, you know, those people don't really care about me. I just met them. But like, is that always, you know, a truth? Just because you haven't known someone 20 years, does that mean they can't care for you um, in the same capacity as someone new that's showing you love and care and genuine care. So I think for me, and I'm kind of in that space right now, too, of realizing that adult relationships are different. I've lost friends um, in my adulthood that I was friends with from high school, from college. And, you know, it's okay. So, like, how are we you know, okay with losing friends, but gaining you know beautiful relationships in return? Um, and that's not always easy for people,
0: yeah, I agree with you. i I agree in the growth that re- that adult relationships require. Um, I also think about um, just the evolution. Um, of you as an individual like I think that in order for relationships I think just like any long-term relationship whether it's a friendship whether it's a marriage whether it's our relationship with family um, I think that you have to create space for change over time Mm -hmm. uh, especially in long-term relationships and you know when you talk about like sometimes there is a sense of pride in that I've been knowing this person so long. And I think that's beautiful as well. I think also in thinking about like the level of friendships, I've probably, we've talked about this, like, um, getting new friends in adulthood. We've mentioned that on the mahogany seat before, but also like, I also think about like my friendship quadrants, you Mm. know, just thinking about like, you know, this person may not be somebody I'm going to talk to all the time. And yet I still value them as a person. Yeah. Or like, what is this person actually offering to me in this season? Um, And it may be different than it was five or 10 years ago, or maybe I'm missing something. I know that's something that we talked about in our conversation is like curating
1: your yes. village
0: and think about what's missing in your village. And that's something that, I've been doing um, actively, more actively, I feel like, over the past three to five years is really thinking about, like, I have great long-term friends, to your point, Kato, from like middle school, high school, um, my line sisters from college, other friends from college, church friends, and then there have been just great people that I've met along the way, like you, Summer, you know, there are people that I've met, like, within the past two or three years yeah, that I call friends. And I think that that has really enriched my life in a way that I hadn't even thought about and I hadn't been as intentional about in the past. And so now I'm thinking about like, where, what do I feel like I need at this point in my life as a 40 year old woman? And then also, you know, when we bring it back to racial trauma and the support that we need, and that our, you know, friendships and community care, and your village is a part of that healing process as well. What are the things that we need? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring in our resident therapist.
1: Yes,
0: uh, I've been her over Rose. there. I know. I saw her right notes and stuff. I knew she was ready. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna wait on the question. What's the
0: question? Uh, well, I really, I really, I really just wanted to open it up to you, Dr. Yeah. Summer. What's uh-huh. coming up for you as we talk about adult relationships, not only in general but also as part of our racial healing, mm-hmm. and then also like about curating a village. And oh, one more thing that Kata talked about that I wanted to ask uh, you about, Summer, is when we lose friends at this point in life. Like the grieving of a friendship.
1: Mm.
0: How does that look? Or how can it look? And, you know, just talking people through some of that too, because I think a lot of people are undergoing that the loss of friendships in this at this point in life. Specifically for black women.
2: Yeah. No, I'm so glad you guys are elevating this topic, you know. I feel I feel very honored to be in a space where I have somebody on this call who has known me twenty plus years, mm-hmm. been putting it down for the '99 and the 2000s, and you know, someone who I've met within the last two to three years, both of whom can't nobody say nothing about y'all in my in front of me. It, right, <laughs> right, like that. That is the depth in which I feel for you all. Yeah. Um. And it made me think about reason and season. So. Mm-hmm. When my very first best friend and I started to drift apart, I remember having a conversation with my mom about it. And she said, baby, people are in your life for a reason or a season, sometimes both. Uh And I really think that that helped me to put in perspective how to just be present for what's happening Right in front of me. Right. (laughs) How to just be present in the relationship right now as it exists and taking that day by day by day. Now, if that just so happens that that day gets me to 20 years later, you know, uh, then great. And, you know, if who I have become in the course of that 20 year um, growth period also aligns with that person who's been on that journey with me, then, you know, maybe we've arrived in the same place. For some people in that 20 years, you know, there's it's like vines, right? Like the vine will kind of grow a little bit this way, a little bit that way. Um, And there's no ill feelings. There's no, you know, not wishing any ill will on you or anything like that. It's just that, you know, the way that I am growing and the way that my life path is taking me, we have a vine (laughs) that is kind of veered off into a different direction. And so, you know, it's all love when I see you in the streets or in the internet streets or however that works, Um, but there's, there's no love loss, I will say. Mm -hmm. For for those folks who come into your life for a reason, I think when they start to phase out, that's when you start to sit with the fact of, okay, well, what is it that this person brought to me in this particular moment that I really needed? What was I supposed to get out of this? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that is a part of that grief process. So you can be sad that, man, I used to, you know. I used to cut up. I used to do Sunday Funday tough with whomever insert person's name. Right. Um, And now I'm going to graduate school. So Sunday Funday is not an option because I got to (laughs) stay, you know. And so if the thing the tie that bound me and that person was Sunday Funday and that season of my life is now shifting, our relationship is now shifting. And so it's just an understanding. Right. That's a paradigm shift in that. Everybody that you meet is not going to be in your life forever and ever and ever. That just is the reality of things. Um, And I think when you can kind of wrap your mind around that, that grief part, which grief is a natural process that we all go through about a lot of things, right? Like you grieve getting rid of a rusty old dump car that you probably should have got rid of, you know, 10 years prior because there was memories that were made, right? There were, you know, milestones that uh, were, were reached as a part of that none of that changes just because you don't you no longer have that car. Those memories, those milestones are still what they were. We're now going to go on a new adventure in this new car, you know. We're going to put some miles, you know, we're going to ride top down in the in the in whatever we, we're in now. And so I I think that way about some of these adult friendships that you begin to encounter. All right, like this is this is your new ride, you know, and is this an upgrade or is this just what you need right now in this season. Um I have a person in my life right now that I call my late late BFF. I literally do not understand how I existed in the world without this person. And it is somebody that I have made friends with as an adult. Right. Um, And there's value in that. There's beauty in that. That person brings out and challenges me in different ways than I needed to be challenged when I was, you know, 19, 20, 21. Um, and so I think, as far as grief, hap- you know, is is we're talking about losing friends. It's not necessarily losing friends, but we're you know it's like, you, like a snake, you got to shed new, you got to share that skin <laughs> to be able to walk into where you're going next. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that's kind of my, my my two cents about adult friendships. But there's something else, and I feel like it's going to come up again later. Um, and we have touched on it before on a different episode of the Mahogany Scene. It's about grace. Mm-hmm grace grace giving and grace receiving, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that becomes even more important as you become an adult and you have different and varying responsibilities, mm-hmm. right? Life comes at you fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm mm-hmm. the queen of saying life be life. In. And if the people in your, in your circle mm-hmm. don't have grace and space for the fact that life is life and for all... It, it doesn't just life for them. It life's for you as well, right? And if there's no grace in space, I, I see that a lot of times when those vines start to kind of go in different directions, right? Yeah. Um Because, you know, as, as, a, as a spouse, I have different responsibilities. As a parent, I have different responsibilities. And there's not a whole lot of time left for just random things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... Um, that grace and that space. And I'm going to just go ahead and have one testimony moment before I, I stop talking. Yes, We were supposed to record this episode on a different day. It happened to be the night before the ice storm hit. I had people trapped in my house <laughs> that, that weren't supposed to be. Um, and it was, it was the, you know, it was a God thing that I got a text from, you know, jury and, Hey, you know, just checking on you. How, how you doing? Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I was like, man, you know, life is life. Ice storm, locked in the house with my kids, it's giving March 2020 vibes. I got PTSD. Like, I don't know. And she was like, so how about this? <laughs> Would it be okay if maybe we consider another day? And just that little, it was like, the air was knocked out of me at her kindness, right? Okay. I felt so seen in that moment that it was like she couldn't see me, but if she could, I, it was like a cartoon. <laughs> Eyes budging out of my head, steam coming out of my Like I just had a whole lot happen. But in true black girl fashion, I was going to make it work. Right, right. 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 But that little bit of grace that she offered me to say, friend, should we consider another day? And I was like, oh, please, thank you. Right. And so just that consideration for an, another person, that grace, holding that space for the fact that people go through things, even yeah. if they're not telling you, even if they don't look like it, people are going through things. And so what is it just like it feels good to you to be seen? How are you also offering that to other people? So thank you, Jury, for offering me that in a moment when I really needed it r- real bad.
0: You are welcome, friend. Um <laughs> I'm glad you lifted that up, Summer, because that was a part of our conversation as well, um, Kato, about like showing how do you show up for people? Because because some of the things that we see, and even those transitions in friendships, sometimes a lot of it is rooted in how are we showing up for each other. You know, it could be this person never. You know never calls me and wishes me happy birthday this person never comes when i send an invitation uh-huh. um or you know i feel like i'm doing all of the reaching out but this person isn't reciprocating so want to talk about like what does it mean to be in true community mm-hmm. and how do we really care for our adult relationships
1: mm-hmm. And I think the word reciprocity is like glaring, Mm -hmm. you know, like a red flashing sign because I think you can't have these types of relationships if they're not rooted in reciprocity because Mm -hmm. it is the posture of giving grace and receiving grace. Mm -hmm. It's the posture of being kind and receiving kindness. Um, And, you know, being open to that because like, you heard Summer say, had you not been gracious and kind, she was going to try to make it work anyways. Mm -hmm. And I've been in those situations where another Black woman didn't have grace for what I was going through. You know what I'm saying? I've been in that situation Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm strapped for time. I really don't know if I can make it. I can push it. And they're like, no, push it, please. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so it's, It's also posturing yourself to be the giver and the receiver. That's why I said it's just a glaring um, sign of like you have to have this reciprocity and you have to be prepared for that, right? Mm -hmm. So like you also have to be prepared for these types of mature adult female relationships. You have to be at a certain point in your life where you want that too, Because, you know, you hear people scream about village, 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 village. Because, you know, sometimes it's trendy to say, like, my tribe or my village. But if you're truly thinking about community care, you not only possess these characteristics, you're also able to freely give them out. And when I say freely, because also these relationships shouldn't come with too much condition. You know, because when you start putting conditions on things, that's when it's like, well, you do for me, I do for you. And if you don't do it this time, the next time I'm not going to show up. And Mm -hmm. like back to what uh, Dr. Summer said, life is lifing. So just because I didn't show up a month ago, that don't mean when you invite me in the spring, uh, hey, life doesn't let up. I can breathe. Mm -hmm. You know, I can come now. But Mm -hmm. if you done wrote me off because I didn't show up at the Galentine's,
2: not the galantines
1: <laughs> I wish I didn't see Jaree cause then I wouldn't have cracked up laughing y'all was, did you see how you took me out I did. you said the galantines with such conviction and like I did my hand <laughs> and, That's and what my was. shoulder it like audience like, like, so- y'all have no clue how I, I, I postured myself and then looked at Jaree and then I was done right <laughs> I'm gonna it. get back on track I, I did like, take you out for it, was,
0: it was, But it was so timely though You know we recording the day before Valentine's Day
1: And You know if I don't make it To the Galentine's That doesn't mean the spring fling I won't be available So it's also Like seriously posturing Yourself to understand That like you got to be in a certain space for these adult relationships. You can't be carrying your petty high school college attitude into these mature relationships, because also, you know, if we're talking community care, you need to know that in the community things are happening every Mm -hmm. single day, Mm -hmm. you know? So it it is, it's, it's that it's, it's full of reciprocity, but it's also being mature enough to be prepared for these types of, of, of relationships too.
0: Yeah. I and I just want to double click on the fact that we we started talking about community care because mm-hmm. we had an opportunity to meet the Angela Davis.
1: Mm-hmm. Up um,
0: shout out to Dallas Truth, Racial Healing and Transformation. Yes. Um, and the beautiful um National Day of Racial Healing event that they had featuring Dr. Davis. Um, And we were able to meet her before the large group conversation and were able to hear from her about her thoughts on community care. And one of the things that she emphasized um, in that, in her response around that, was that if we're not careful, we will then basically perpetuate Uh racial trauma and Uh white supremacy and white supremacy culture if we focus all of our self-care on self and if self-care mm. isn't a means to community care mm-hmm. and it was so Kate and i were talking about that and just talking about me and that was just so good um it was a reminder about the things that we talk about and even just as a culture, how we do focus a lot on self-care and that's definitely necessary. Mm -hmm. And also let's even think about the community care aspect Mm -hmm. and how we're showing up for each other.
2: Yeah. I wanted to jump in on that piece too, because I'm that was such a nugget, you know, for her to offer up because I do think that, you know, if you go back and read any text about um who we are as a people and where we've come from, right? Even the term village, (laughs) right? Like that comes from us actually being in villages, in community with our people, with our ancestors, right? That's what we're rooted in. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about racial harm, racial trauma, those things do not happen in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. They happen in community. Mm -hmm. And if we're trying to get to the root of real healing, That also has to happen in a community because it didn't. The problem didn't start in a vacuum, right? When we think about racial trauma and how that white supremacy, colonialism, all that like that dates back (laughs) before any of us were here, right? Those those are systems. Those are beliefs. It's in the air that we breathe. And so this whole idea of community care, number one, is being with like minded people having similar experiences, so you don't feel crazy, right? Because that's the whole gaslighting part of this. You're like, did this just happen? And you need somebody next to you saying, yes, it did. And it was wrong. Right. So that's one thing that you get out of being in community is that validation, but also the healing helps healing occurs in relationship with other folks because you're fighting the good fight together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you have like-minded, similarly wounded people who in community is just like my voice by myself is one voice. Mm-hmm. My voice with the with the two of you all, we now we acquire. Yes. <laughs> we taking this show on the road. Mm-hmm. Right? There there is power in numbers, there's power in action and in advocacy, and that happens as a collective, not by yourself. Like I'm mm-hmm. I feel like if our good sis, Dr. Angela Davis was on here, she would say she did not become who she is by herself.
1: Absolutely. 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 And what does that mean to check on someone in my community that I may not talk to every day? Mm -hmm. You know, so there was that piece too. It's like when you talk about community care, you're not just in community with people that you've known 30 years. I'm in community with someone I just may have met at a at an event or or at a protest or anywhere. And now I might see that person and they're not looking like themselves. It is my obligation Mm -hmm. as a part of this community, a part of this village to go and check on my brother and sister and just say, hey, how are you? Are you good? Is there something within my wheelhouse that I'm able to do right now for you? Is there something that I can do? So it's, and she talked about like, imagine, you know, like our imagination too. Mm -hmm. And, and how are we imagining things for other people, you Mm -hmm. know? So like when we talk about caring for others and, you know, I'm, oh, I may do yoga on Tuesdays and Thursdays, or I may, you know, know a resource. How are we also sharing those things with our brothers and sisters in community, but particular for us with our sisters in the community. like How are we extending ourselves as much as we can? Because we already know as Black women, we overextend it. (laughs) But but how can we, in the realm of not overextending ourselves, still be in a communal care uh, position and posture for others that may not be in our immediate um, circle? Mm -hmm. You know, because when you say community, it it might not be the person you're closest to. But in the fight, you know, you're kind of in there with people you may not talk to every day. Mm -hmm. And so how do we in, in the fight make sure that we're also imagining things for our brothers and sisters as we're imagining things for ourselves, too?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really did appreciate her remarks around imagination because. So many I mean so many times we're thinking about even like as we talk about, you know, reimagining liberation and freedom and mm-hmm. you know, just being black in America, um, it's just like what are what are how are we creating something new? Yeah. How are we imagining something new for all of us? And that includes in our relationships as well. Like to your point, Kata, like how are we really thinking in a different way about you know, how care looks, how, how do relationships work? Um, what does it mean to be in true community with someone who you don't see every day or who you don't talk to all the time or who's not in your inner circle? Um, how does that really look? And one of the things that you mentioned in one of our, and I guess on our last Mahogany Monday, was being in the position to receive care. And just as we're talking about giving Mm -hmm. and extending care, but that sometimes it can be hard to receive care, to allow someone to help you to be the recipient or on the receiving end of grace. And how can we really like if somebody says, do you need help or how can I help you with this? How can we allow ourselves to say yes more in that in those situations mm-hmm. I know that can be hard for me mm-hmm. um, and I know I I like in little ways and small ways I'm trying to like unravel that like you know I will be carrying stuff mm-hmm. and somebody will like Jeree do you want me to take one of those bags and I'm like no I got it and so now I'll be like you know what even if I can carry it I'll be like you know what I really would appreciate that thank mm-hmm. you Because then I'm like, that's going to help me when it's like, okay, yes, I really could use a a ride to this. Or Mm -hmm. I really could, you know, use taking this off my plate or you doing it instead of me. And I think that has been helpful for me, but it is also hard. Can I add
2: something to that? Yes. So I was thinking about exactly what you said and what you offered me at the time we were originally supposed to tape, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this whole idea of unlearning, because I was like, I'm just going to push through. Like, I, I'm, I'm figuring out I'm going to make it happen. Yes. Could I have done that? I could have, mm-hmm. but there it would have come at a cost.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And right now I can't articulate what that would have been, but the things that we choose to do, when we choose not to accept help, it comes at a cost. hmm mm-hmm. So, oh, I can carry all the bags, right? But by the time you get to your car, your fingertips is blue. Yeah. <laughs> talk
1: about it. Yes. Talk about
2: it. Right, and it's, it, it's going to take a couple minutes for all the feeling to return to your- you. Just talk yes. about it. Yes. Before you pull off and drive off, right? Like there, there, and, and I'm being funny right That's now. Real. But you know, there, there's but a it,
1: yeah. cost. Mm-hmm.
2: And you know, what I think that I end up seeing as a therapist is the cost, the the toll over time. That not accepting help, not receiving grace when it's offered, that unlearning when we choose not to and bug it out or, you know, however else we want to frame that, the grind culture, hustle culture, all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Now we've aged five to seven years oh. faster than our white counterparts, yes. right? Now our cardiovascular system looks dramatically different. You know, the, the artery walls are way thicker for us than it is for our white counterparts, right? Like there is a cost Yes. to some of these things. So for anyone who was listening, who was thinking, well, why should I? Because I can't, because I can, right? Like I can push through. I can get it done. I can grind it out. I can last minute. But if you have the option to not, why would you not offer yourself that small gift?
1: Yeah. And it's the intentionality of saying yes to some help. Yeah. Or yes, you know what? Somebody offers you a listening ear. Yes. You know what? I do want to talk about this. It would actually make me feel better if you had about 10 minutes to listen. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of always being like, I'm okay. When I really want to be like, you know what? I need five minutes of somebody to just listen. I mean, I do that to all the time. <laughs> We'll get on our Mondays and I'm like, you know what, JB? I just want to, can I say something? Can I tell you something real quick? Mm -hmm. Because I just, in that that moment, I just need a trusted person to listen to me. Because there's also, when you're curating, you should curate these adult relationships with people that you can trust. Real. So that when they do offer something to you, you can say yes. Mm -hmm. So you also have to be open to trusting someone that's possibly new. And then also being prepared to share Mm -hmm. because all of this is also like a two-way street. So I can't be the one always sharing, but I don't know nothing about you and your life. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all these like, you know, two-way streets about it, but it does come from that ability to say yes and say you know what I'm not well. Can I tell you that I really don't feel good right now? And I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. And I really can't push through. So then I could say, "Girl, don't push through then. Let me What can I help you with?" Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what you can help me with? You can help me write this list. You can help me but you you got to trust people enough to give them something. And then let them help you do it too. Yeah,
2: and and I want to acknowledge in that that there are people who have been hurt before, awesome. right? Yes. There, mm-hmm. there, are, there are people who have had their trust misused. You know, there yes. there are people who have been violated after they have you know offered that mm-hmm. that small piece of trust. So mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure that I'm not counting those folks out. We yeah. that happens. Mm-hmm. That happens, right? That exists. But there are just like that happens, the opposite happens. right? Mm-hmm. There are people who are trustworthy, who do who are you know, cheering you on, who do want um to see you win. Mm-hmm. even though you've been hurt before,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, what are the ways on which, in small measure, mm-hmm. you can test that out in a new situation, right? Not holding, the harm that has happened to you in the past against this person in front of you who has no idea mm-hmm. <laughs> about the, the harm that you're harboring, right? Like the, that, pain that, that hasn't maybe quite healed up yet, but what are the ways in which you are you small, you know, you dip your toe in the water of trust, right. Mm-hmm. To say, Hey, can I share something with you? And then wait, see if it hits the room mill, meal. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah
2: you know, um, Hey, can you meet me somewhere at this time? And they show up yeah. right. Like there's little ways that you can start to kind of taste and see <laughs> mm-hmm. right and, and, the, and the information that you get back, you got to pay attention to.
1: Yes, that right? Part.
2: that's right. When the real. people don't show up or they really. they never return the phone call. Mm-hmm. Or you know you're the you, know, you you texted or you said you were gonna do and they said they were gonna do and they didn't follow through. right? That's also information that you have to pay attention to, right? because okay, maybe I tried with this. I stuck my toe in. Mm, not that person. This' mm-hmm. all out in the streets. Nope. okay, never mind so I'm glad I gave her something that was harmless right. <laughs> right? So as you were saying that, like, I I do really want that for black women, but I also, I want that for all women, but you know, all people. But when I think about some of the reasons that, you know, why black women share that that is difficult or why they don't go towards that, it's because there's been some hurt and some harm in the past.
0: That's real. That's real. Dr. Sommer. Um, I was thinking I had a, a friend who is not a black woman. Um, who's actually a white man a friend um and i had reached out to him asking him to help me with with a need that i had for my business and i was just like just you know may need a meeting space to do this or do that and um and we've known each other for a number of years and like he said he's gonna get back to me and i reached out to him multiple times and he didn't And then when I saw him, you know, normally I would just be like, you know, just, hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't say anything else about it. But I actually like said to him, I was like, hey, like you never responded to me about my request and it kind of hurt my feelings. Hmm. And he was like, dang, Jerry, like I totally didn't mean to do that. And I was like, and I know that, but I just Mm -hmm. wanted to tell you how it made me feel because Mm -hmm. I like, like, I rarely ask for anything. Mm-hmm. And I actually, that was a need that I had. Mm-hmm. And when I, and you know, we had a chance to talk about it. I was like, that is not something that I would have done all the time. But oh. I was really proud of myself for yes. doing that because I was like, I don't want to carry this by myself and right. I don't want to harbor resentment Yes, toward, you know, asking for help and, in, in, you know, again, or even toward this person. Mm -hmm. so you saying that summer made me think about like how important that was for me in that moment and then Mm -hmm. also what happens when we don't do that like what happens when we don't maybe when we don't know how to express that to somebody else that we have been hurt before
2: Mm -hmm. yeah no I think so you said that you said it right now and Christina Dove said it earlier, but it was communication. That's kind of the yeah. tie that I hear that binds. Yeah. You know, and and even if I'm in a season where things are really busy for me and I'm not gonna make the galentines, but things may clear up for the spring flame, right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes. K Dove.
2: Here that's what i <laughs> I'm just I'm just going with the example that was already given. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm done. I've I'm done.
2: I'm yes. But the re- the way that in relationship I'm able to hold grace and space for that is because mm-hmm. I'm in communication with Christina Depp, mm-hmm. Right? Like I we we are in community such that I know she's busy. Like I know that she's not just flaking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because hopefully Christina Dove has communicated that. Like, communication is key. I feel like it is yes. <laughs> very underrated. It is very underrated out here in these streets. But communication is king. Right? Yes. Be able to say, hey, and, and that was the same thing I heard you offer up, Jari, to this to this um, white male friend to say, hey, you did this. And it had this impact. Mm-hmm. Even though that wasn't your intent, this was the impact that it had on that. And in doing that, I would argue you released something. Oh, yes. For sure. You know, that you're no longer carrying around. Because again, there is a toll, there is a cost. That part. When we hold these things to ourselves, mm-hmm. when we suffer in silence, when we thug it out, when we push through, there is a cost. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And I absolutely thought about that, Jerry. I'm like, you saved three years on your heart. <laughs> You save three years on your heart by getting that off your chest. That's the piece that we we don't put enough emphasis on communication mm-hmm. because it is a saving grace. Oh. Really? You know, black women, we're the number one for heart disease and those things because we carry this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. don't tell people. I a a lot of it, I mean, I'm no, I'm no doctor, right? But I believe if people would communicate more yeah. and not hold on to things more we would we wouldn't be at the top
2: mm-hmm. oh, because you got to
1: think about it's a lot of other people they going to tell you what's on their mind yes. friend no friend village no village network um i don't like the way you treated me i felt attacked um i am feeling very uncomfortable and unsafe right now and um <laughs> they gonna do it okay it was the voice, <laughs> it was the voice i'm just to it was the voice i'm just saying
0: too. but you're right k i feel like so many other people are conditioned and are given space
1: they're yes. given
0: permission to take up space with yes. their feelings right and we have been in a lot of ways conditioned to you know not make it a big deal to not take up not take up the space to you know even in some ways you know I am a I I cry you know I'm a person that's like I will drop a tear in the minute um and I'm not saying that everybody has to be way way in fact I know everybody's not that way but in a lot of ways we have even been conditioned that We cannot show emotion in that way. Mm -hmm. That we can't have an emotional release without being weak, without being seen as like, without like relinquishing our strength. Yes. Um, And that does, to Dr. Summer's point and your point, comes at a cost. And how do we, even in how we show up for our friends, even in being able to even be vulnerable with our friends. I saw something on social media um, the other day. Oh, before I move forward, uh-huh. um, PJ just put in the chat: um, "You better not cry at work." Rule number one. Rule number one.
1: That's like ingraining you from like the day you get a job. Almost your whole family doesn't told you that. Don't you cry better than people at work. You better go in the bathroom.
0: And for so and I and I will say for so many, especially black women, that is real.
1: That's very real. People
0: would come come for you, would come for your neck. Mm. Um, you know, I felt I started feeling more comfortable with showing emotion at work when I moved to the nonprofit sector. When I was in corporate America, I was like, oh no. I you know, and I did go cry in the bathroom. And I did go to my car and cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in a nonprofit sector, depending upon your position, depending on the organization, you know, it may still very well be frowned upon to cry at work or to have a release of mm-hmm. any kind, any type of emotional release, whether it's crying, anger, frustration, whatever that is.
2: And, and that's we- another place that I think that the Collective community care comes in because mm-hmm. that is how we. I mean, you know, it's the same thing with um, the tr- the truth telling in the D- Dallas TRHT, right? Like it's the yes, it's the way in which that is handled mm-hmm. that allows us to rewrite the narrative, right? Like mm-hmm. the first black woman that cries in an exec team meeting, yeah, who is then told, "Thank you so much for showing your feet telling us how you feel. Mm-hmm. I would have never known that this was having this type of impact on you had you not, you know, offered that up today. You know, you don't have to apologize for your fear. If that were to happen, <laughs> right, for us to norm, this is how communities shift. This is how communities heal. You know, the the, the story that we tell ourselves about not crying at work and you gotta right, cry right. in the bathroom, gotta cry in- it's been told to us and it's been perpetuated, you know, yes. Generation after generation, but also workplace after workplace, yes. right? And so when we are in positions, C-suite positions, director, manager positions, we, I think, I think, have a platform then to disrupt that narrative, to yes. to create healing, create opportunities for healing to happen because we normalize things that have been demonized, ostracized, all the negative words, but
0: yeah i agree summer i you know my staff just knew that i might cry at any given moment like if something hit me struck me as emotion i was gonna cry um and i do think that it did create space for people even if the emotion wasn't you know i'm going to cry it was like i can really express that this really you know impacted me Uh you know that I am feeling, you know, emotional about this, yeah. and, I, and that I can share this without any harm or retaliation or mm-hmm. um, ostracize or what you know, any any other type of negative reaction to that. So I agree with you. I think that's important to shift the narrative on that. Mm-hmm. One thing that you said, um, Summer. And it reminded me of something I saw on social media that was saying that if somebody is going to be vulnerable, make sure that you are a person with whom they can, you know, that they can be vulnerable with. Mm -hmm. I will say that I feel like, I will say specifically a lot of black women, I feel like there are people in our circles with whom we cannot be. Mm Mm-hmm. And what do you say to that? I want to say that was, is, is, is it Nedra?
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, Nedra want, T. Webb. Yeah. yeah. I think it was her who said that. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? That is a word. Um, <laughs> what do you say to us, Summer, about how we can, when we talk about curating our village, being a better member of our village to our friends, how can we show up for our friends better in that way?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think just what you named about, you know, when someone is ready, right? They are dipping their toe in the in back in the trust waters to see if that's something that they're willing to do. Some you may not know that you are the person who is helping to shape the way that they perceive relationships, and that's a lot of <laughs> like it's a lot of pressure, yeah, but is. it's a lot of power, mm-hmm. right? When you can, I mean, you know, we we talked See all season one about we love Jesus, and so you know when you show when you show yourself friendly when you show up and yeah. have a, a Christ like heart, mm-hmm. and that is what someone experiences can completely shift their outlook on friendships, relationships, companionships, whatever kind of ships you want to you know kind of name in this, and so that it's a lot of power, it's a lot of pressure, but it's a lot of power and something that you can unlock for somebody right. And I think that there's the other part of that is being able to hold that mirror up to yourself and check in with your own capacity, Mm -hmm. right? Because you don't want Mm -hmm. your moment where your bucket is spilling over Mm -hmm. to then shut down that person's moment moving forward. Mm -hmm. Right. And so here again, this is where I think communication is very, is very helpful to say, you know what, today has been a really long day for me. Mm -hmm. Can I put can I can I I'm gonna put some time on my calendar for us tomorrow? Does 12 o'clock work? Does one o'clock work? you know? I live by calendar, even in relationships in friendships, right? Yeah. If it ain't on my calendar, it ain't gonna happen because I got too many things to keep track of in my in my head, right? Yeah. Um, but being able to acknowledge your own availability mm. and to respond with that insight, right? To say, okay, you know what? I know that. I'm on. I only have ten minutes before my next meeting, and I'm not sure what you know. This Pandora's box is, that she's about to open up and share with me is going to be about, mm-hmm. and how long she's going to need. So why not just okay? Hey, it's Thursday. Can we meet for lunch on Saturday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I really want. I want to hear whatever it is. I want you know. I, I'm here for you. Thank you for trusting me with this inf- this information. I feel honored that I'm the person that you you know want. And Mm -hmm. I want to give that the attention that it deserves and not tweezing you in, in the seven minutes that I also have to pee, go get some water, blow my nose and then get back on this next (laughs) Zoom meeting, you know?
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. And so that you also are creating that time to fully be present, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think there's also value in that person receiving that you know i may not be available right now but i want to be available in the in the most healthy way for you and that's going to be saturday because i want to hear this i want i don't want to rush you because you may do more harm squeezing them in in 7 minutes for the emergency right so you know it's also thinking about you know, sharing that. I, I do want to be present for you. I don't want this to just be a pastor. And I'm like, uh-huh, 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 <laughs> uh girl. I...
2: Yes. That, that, I, I mean, got two that's back. That is back, very you know? real.
0: That is so real, okay. Dude. Yeah, I'm laughing because I'm like, I totally, that resonates. Mm-hmm.
2: And you're modeling for that person, maybe something that they haven't seen in any other relationship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. they, they You, they may not know that that is a an option to say, not right now, (laughs) right? They may be living, you know, crisis to crises, fire to fire, and so everything feels like a right now thing, right? And I'm gonna tell you this guy. So many times in therapy and in outside of my therapeutic relationships, right? They'll be like. You know what you told me you couldn't talk to us by the time I get to Saturday, like, who? You know what? Let me tell you how I weathered that storm.
1: Like, oh, all right, I'm here
2: now. Now, whatever it was you were gonna tell me on Thursday on Saturday is now testimony service because you're telling me how you tapped into your village, how you used your resources, yes. how you, you know, all the things. And so I also feel like we take for granted some of the times things that we're modeling for other people that perhaps wasn't modeled in their. Parental relationship at home, you know, in brothers and sisters, dating relationships, all of that.
1: Yeah. Because for me, this is learned behavior. Mm -hmm. So, all of this that we're talking about, these are things that I had to learn along the way. Like saying yes to help, I had to learn that and I have to be intentional about it because the The person in me is just like, I got it. I got it. I got it. That's what I've been saying all my life. So there's intentionality behind it. There's trust behind it. You have to be able to trust and, and you have to be open to it if you've been hurt before, you know, especially in these types of relationships. But there's also this level of growth and maturity that has to happen for these relationships to work. And then overall reciprocity. And 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 key point number 1 is you have to communicate. You have to communicate your need for these types of relationships, your want, and then you have to be honest just about what's going on with you. You know, there's just so many, you know, there's 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 layers to these adult relationships that you know, require a, a whole heap and lot of intentionality as we continue to grow and, and cultivate these types of relationships. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think the intentionality in the communication that you've lifted up, K. and Dr. Summer, um, and on Dr. Summer's last point about those boundaries um, and how that can be modeling for other people, the one thing that I wanted to lift up is. One of the things that I've had to unlearn that I think is important for us as Black women is to be okay without, with not being the go-to person for certain mm. things. Is mm-hmm. that, you know, it is okay that you are not the go-to person for every single thing that has to do with this, you know, or that you are not available all the time. Yeah. Um It's, you know, I was watching... This is a, a, some, a tangent that's related. Um, I was watching the Bernie Madoff um, documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is that they talked about that how his business actually started legit, right? That it was a legit business. But one of the things that he relished was being the go-to person. Uh, That people love, he loved like being uh, the go to person for these, this type of financial advice or for this type of investment. And that's basically what got him, you know, greed, all those things too. But that at the root of that, he couldn't tell people no. uh, And that not telling people no got you all the way in a Ponzi scheme. I mean, you know in federal prison, like, mm-hmm. got you all these, just because you couldn't say no, and I was like, man, that is so Now, nah, that was
2: a huge cost. <laughs> yeah,
0: huge. That <laughs> was the a next, huge cost. Summer. Yeah, and I was like, you know what, I was like, and all the things that I thought about him, I never would have thought that, that like at the root of all this was like, his lack of boundaries, his lack, you know, and also vulnerability, like being able to say like, I don't know this, or I'm not the person for this, or let me, Mm -hmm. you know, let me send you to my person over here. Mm -hmm. Um, But that really resonated with me because I'm like so many people just can't like, and I know it does feel good to know that you have something to offer to people, but I think it's important to also know your limits within that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been good, y'all. It's Thank y'all. Really good. Thank y'all so much. Um, we're gonna do a quick mahogany release,
1: yay! Before,
0: before we wrap it, uh, episode one of season two. Woo-hoo. Um, K-Dove, are you kicking off our mahogany release?
1: Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. Okay, I have. I have. Uh, I have a few here. Um, Since we, you know, have our amazing resident therapist here I'm going to start with you, Dr. Summer Okay Get ready I'm ready Village means Back up Oh, I like mm-hmm. that mm. Care, community care means Liberation. Mm. Differences can be growth. Um, and to just humor my music-loving co-host and myself, (laughs) what is your theme song for this week? For this week.
2: Oh, do I have a theme song
1: for this week?
2: It should be something related to Renaissance. The way I've been stressed about these tickets, but
1: ooh. oh, <laughs> got y'all in a choco. Woo!
2: Um. Oh, let's, because in honor of um uh, Rihanna's most recent Super Bowl ooh.
0: performance,
2: she kicked it off with "Be Better." Have my money. Listen. Oh, I'm with it. That's on, that's on Rihanna and her new
1: baby. <laughs> Congrats! We're, we're, we're yeah. happy for the for the love on top. Mm-hmm. Yes, Riri. Um. Okay, JB. Village means um support. Mm. Community care means um.
0: I know Dr. Summer said liberation. I'm gonna say freedom.
1: Uh, differences can be. Um
0: Difference you say can mean, Kata? Can be. Can be. Differences can be helpful. I
1: love that. And your theme song for the week is? I've
0: really been listening to um, Heavy by Tank and the Bangers
1: Oh, oh
0: Red Balloon, and uh-huh. it's been giving me life life. Um, so I'm going to say Heavy.
1: I love it. We're going to have to add these to our... Uh, Mahogany Seat Playlist. Find it on Spotify. <laughs> It'd be plug when it. she leaned into the mic. You better, you better plug it, Kato. The Mahogany Seat Playlist on Spotify is unmatched. You better, you better tell Just me. letting y'all know out there. Go, go have a listen. Go have a listen. Kato, you better give it to us. No, that was my um R and B late night.
0: Yeah, you better give us Quiet Storm. <laughs> quiet quiet storm. storm That's exactly it. thank <laughs> you. You better, See?
2: You better give Bunky Larry Jones and the quiet storm. Listen. Soul.
0: You better give us Quiet Storm.
1: Okay. Y'all okay. want me to do the want me to do my mahogany release?
0: Yes, yes. The...
1: Okay. Village means unity. Mm. Mm-hmm. Community care means imagining for all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Differences can be rewarding. Mm-hmm. Sure. And my theme song is, it's by Dear Silas. It's called I Ain't Stressing Today.
0: Oh, I love that song.
1: I ain't stressing today. Shouts out to Dear Silas for the I ain't stressing today. Hey. I ain't, ain't stressing stressin today. today. Hey. <laughs> hey. That is my theme song for the week. Love that song, okay?
0: Yes. It's a it's a groove for real.
1: It is and like the message in the song, like if you listen to the whole 2 minute and 50 second track, it's like his lyrics are bomb. Like it's exactly what you need on a Monday to like not stress for the week
0: mm-hmm. I'm here for it I'm here for it oh uh, well we have ushered in season two yes the mahogany seat um before we log off PJ you want to leave the people with any words our producer
1: do you want to do a mahogany release producer you re- PJ you
0: release PJ
1: absolutely why not? Oh, let's have a little fun. Let me do it. Let me do it real quick, real quick. Okay. Producer PJ, village means? Support. Community care means?
2: Community care means means I'm not alone. Mm. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Differences can be?
2: A beautiful thing to respect and learn from.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: And what is your theme song this week?
2: Probably um, what she didn't do yesterday, which is what I was hoping she would do Fresh Off the Runway. I just love that song. It just gets. Oh, Ri Ri. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so put on
1: my little stilettos and get fresh off the runway.
0: Yes. Oh, you better be oh, fresh off the runway. You better put on oh, them I'm heels. Gonna... Yes, I love Rihanna. That's that's my friend, that's my home girl.
1: Mine too.
0: I love it. Riri gave it to us. She did. I know there were mixed reviews about
1: her performance, but I loved it. Sang every song loudly. Oh yeah, it's a bop. She always have a playlist. It was very loud the whole way through.
0: Uh, Well, thank y'all for listening to another episode of The Mahogany Seat. Yes. We thank you for listening for feedback for just being a part of our mahogany seat community and we hope that if you haven't listened back in season one that you will do that and we look forward to you continuing with us in season two take care y'all peace peace out.